All right, we finally have a, a bracket. It's uh, Monday night after a very exciting selection Sunday with some good basketball, uh, at least for the Big Ten final. It got interesting down the stretch. Um, but definitely a great championship week um, and some surprise winners. Uh, well, I, we we picked a lot of chalk. Uh, we got uh, – I, I, did you say Arizona as well? I said I had Arizona winning it. Um, yeah, I think so. Another Jalen Clark injury. I think I didn't realize Jalen Clark injury at first, and then by the time yeah. gas and I, I yeah. flipped my pick. Yeah, and it was still a close game there. And then we we both were right about the uh, Purdue ended up to win the Big Ten. Um, Texas definitely a little bit of surprise in the uh, Big Twelve, but I guess a bit of a factor is Kansas missing their coach. Yeah, but even then, I think we both talked about the idea that it was probably going to come down to Texas. Like that was what we expected the final to be anyway. So it wasn't. Yeah. That wasn't shocking or anything. Yeah, yeah. Alabama won theirs. Uh, I didn't pick it, but more chalk there. Marquette one seed there as well. Um, what else am I missing? Any other? Um, or ACC was Duke. So Duke was like the oh, big surprise. Yeah, yeah, that was the biggest. It wasn't one. even a surprise. You you were talking about them. I figured it would probably be Duke or Miami. I just didn't know which one was going to make the final, and then. But so that's why I went went with Virginia. But my faith in Virginia was never super high. But they they looked all right in the tournament, honestly. They made, they made the final. Um, but yeah, so now we have a bracket. Everything's all set. We got uh, all the conference tournaments sorted out, and um, then we got the rest of the remaining uh, bids, um, including the bubble teams, which were Nevada, Arizona. Uh, and then the other matchup is Pitt versus why am I spacing on it right now? Mississippi State. Oh. So, did you have any any concerns with that? Uh, in terms of the like the like the the teams that made it, like uh, anything you would have done differently. I haven't given a ton of thought to like the actual playing games. So I usually I'm gonna wait to see who actually wins those before I like really dive. No, I mean, like I mean like those teams being part of the playing game, like oh. Um, again, because I know we've we we discussed it off off of uh, offline, but Rutgers was a team we were both surprised about. We thought that they were safely in. I know they had a really really poor March and February, um, and haven't really picked up too many quad one wins since the beginning of the season when they started off strong. But I still thought they had enough. I was surprised Nevada was in. Um, I also was like, I had Nevada like out like kind of far out. I guess they ended up with four quad one wins, but I just didn't feel impressed with how they finished out. And then um, I was like a coin flip between Arizona State and Oklahoma State. So um, those were my main two differences. Yeah, no, I think I think that all makes sense. I guess I was slightly surprised by Nevada, although that, that made for three Mountain West team, no, four Mountain West teams. So that was a bit of a, that was a, bit of a surprise, I guess. Yeah, uh, I feel like there was always going to be four, but then Nevada started to like slip up and I thought they could have fallen out, but yeah. I I thought Rutgers was like not even going to have to play in. I I was I thought they were safe enough. I mean, that might have been a little bit of a stretch, but like to for them to completely miss it, um I felt like that was the big mistake of the the bracket. Um They definitely their case definitely got a little sketchy like like I think the consensus was a little sketchy, a little bit sketchy on that at the end, but it was definitely still like a, a huge surprise that they were like fully out of it. That was definitely like I don't think anyone that was like very, yeah, that was very unpopular. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it's like the talking points of a lot of people. Um, the other thing that I was kind of 
didn't agree with was Kansas being the third one seed. Um, I know that they got killed in their Big 12 tournament game, but Houston didn't look any better against Memphis. Obviously, they were missing Marcus Asser um, for that game, and um, that is going to be a storyline going into the tournament. But I still feel like Kansas, with all those quad one wins, it just seems ridiculous to not give it give them the second one seed. Yeah, I the committee really does kind of default to their own metric, I guess. Uh, like, like, I, like it, it wasn't necessarily super surprising to me, but like, it's just a kind of a question of how you feel with the net, which I'm kind of whatever on. But uh, at least it didn't. I wasn't a hundred percent shocked by it. Um, yeah. and, but, and pretty consensus anyway. So it wasn't like. I, I get like I think the real issue people have is that Kansas, even despite being the third one seed, teams have a way harder like like, like a corner than Purdue does. Um, so they kind of did get screwed there, but still, like I don't yeah. think they need to have them as the third one. I just don't know if I. Yeah, so I mean the big the big issue I see with it is um, they lose out on the Midwest region, which would have been like perfect for them because they would have played at Kansas City had they made um sweet 16 um which they seem pretty likely to make the sweet 16 at least uh and then they're basically playing home games the crowd would be pretty majority for them but now they have to go all the way out to vegas so uh not ideal obviously it's kansas will probably travel well fans wise um and also they're just a good team and they should be able to win everywhere if they really want to win but it definitely uh was a bit of a shock because yeah, they did miss out on the the region they would have preferred. Yeah, yeah, th- th- it'll be tough for them definitely. I I we I think they have ended up with overall. I mean, yeah, I think it was like they have ended up with overall this region. So we'll see how it goes. Um. Anyway, uh, and then I think the other big thing that like uh, Texas A and M like was pretty consensusly like a five seed. I think going into the I got I got them up to five after their their uh. The end of March and uh, their conference tournament game. They didn't. It wasn't just the conference tournament uh, games that like got in love for me. They finished off really strong. Yeah, they had been playing all down the season, so it was definitely a surprise to see them follow all the way down to a seven. People like the I've seen there's a conspiracy, you know, that they that they want the second round matchup with them in Texas. Um, yeah, I think also there is a pretty good conspiracy theory around the f- fact that the selection committee just hates Texas A&M's guts. Like Texas A&M, like went on a crazy run to make the conference championship game last year, uh, but were left out of uh, the whole field and had to play in the NIT last year. When a lot of people thought that they did enough at the end to get in, um, so, and then they they kind of complained about it. They they made a whole fuss about it, uh, kind of showed up the committee. But so maybe the committee just has it out for them at this point. Uh, next year I'm gonna be. <laughs> When they go on a run of the conference tournament game, I'm not going to move them up as, as much as I usually would because clearly the committee's not respecting their conference tournament runs. Yeah, I, yeah, it's interesting. Like, I also see that take a lot that the committee isn't really paying attention at all to the conference tournament runs. And yeah, Duke didn't really go up as much as I thought they would. I thought they'd be at least four. Yeah, if, that, if that's the case, that's really annoying because like I like all those games deserve as much weight as anything else. So who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I think overall the bracket was. Fine. Yeah, and it's like factors a bit. Like Penn State kind of needed to win their thing to get that last one spot. Like it was feeling like it could have gone UCLA's way. Like Texas could have, Texas could have been the final one maybe if uh, Purdue lost against Penn State. But nonetheless, we have a bracket, um, and I think we're gonna we're gonna go back and forth. Uh, 
filling out our bracket, kind of just discussing some of the matchups, uh, some of our logic with our picks. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, I filled out a, I filled out a couple of brackets so far. Um, and basically just like kind of like my initial instinct. Um, but yeah, this is also very subject to change. I'm not locked in with this. There's a lot of time left. There's still, what, we're, or it's Monday night. So we got two and a half days left to submit a bracket. It's going to be, uh, is yours, uh, do you, do you lock it down after your first go around or do you, uh, do you have a lot of back and forth? Mostly, um, I mean, there's some obviously. There, there's a couple of questionable players I want to hear like statuses of, um, and I want to see who wins the 11 seed games because like that's uh, within the range of teams I'll pick to like get upset. Well, I kind of like like those TCU and Iowa State. I both kind of like those teams like a little bit at least. I could see Iowa State be maybe getting upset, but yeah, I don't know. well, when we get to that one, I think we'll definitely have to discuss the possibilities of who they could face. And but I haven't I haven't looked at that as ton specifically, so like that could really I'll like once those games are decided, I'll really look into like that part of my bracket. Yeah, like Mississippi State's a really good defensive team. If they just shut down Pittsburgh, then maybe maybe there's a, a chance that I consider picking them. But yeah, let's uh let's get into it. I'll start. We're gonna uh share our screen. So it might be a little slow with the back and forth, but so we're just gonna clip some of this for uh the TikTok audience. But I'll start off first and sharing my screen and screen and we'll go uh down the can you see this? Yep, I got it. All right, perfect. All right, so I'm going to start in the South. We got Alabama against uh, A&M Corpus Christi, uh, or the winner of A&M Corpus Christi in Southeast Missouri. I think that's Southeast Missouri. It's, uh, I forget exactly who we're playing, but it's not really, it doesn't have to be much of a discussion. Uh, I'm not, Alabama does not seem like one of those one seeds that could lose unless they just decided to randomly suspend Brandon Miller at this point. Yeah. And even that, I just wouldn't really, I don't know if I'd mess around and pick a little 16 seed regardless. I got, that's just, it's, 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 it seems it's, it could, you know, it's happened before, obviously like once, but it does seem a little bit bold. Yeah, no. Um, and then moving on to the eight, nine matchup. Um, I've actually kind of gone one way with most of my brackets so far that I filled out. Um, uh, Maryland actually is interesting because they don't turn the ball over a lot. I, uh, it was interesting to find out. Um, they have some, a bunch of like solid scorers, um, but I just kind of like the team that's been tested the most here. Uh, and West Virginia has played uh, some grueling games in the Big 12. And I like them to win this matchup against a Maryland team that uh, wasn't great outside of um, the state of Maryland. Yeah, this is this one. I think I like your point. Like I, 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 yeah, I, I like the point about Maryland not turning the ball over a ton. Uh, I think that's, I think that's a way best way. West Virginia's played defense, um, so I think that could give them a chance. But this is, I mean, this is a complete toss up. I can really see this going either way. Yep. All right, moving on to the next five. First five twelve. I really love a good five twelve matchup. San Diego State uh, is really a defensive focused team. Um, they actually allow. Uh, very limited three-point shooting. Uh, teams against them have shot 29% from three, uh, which is going to be pretty big for this matchup because Charleston, I think, shoots like 33s. Or I, I forget what it was. I saw they shoot a lot from three um, in a game. I think it's about like 30. They're um, one of the top of the country. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so I, I'm definitely, this has been a tough part. This and then the 4-13 Virginia Furman game. Because, like, I want to pick an upset here. But also at the same time, I think Virginia or San Diego State could win two games. So I'm, like, nervous to pick one of them to lose. Um, but I've I got to stick to my gut all season. I've, I'm going to go skip ahead to the Virginia Furman game. I'm picking Furman. I can't, I can't give Virginia the respect. Like they just, I, I, they, they played pretty well in the conference tournament game, but I'm not going to let it fool me. I don't think this Virginia team's as good as usual. Um, and I think uh, Furman uh, is going to get the upset here. And then to be safe, I'm going to go with the five seed San Diego state here. I think that can go either way. I think these are going to both be interesting games. Uh, Virginia actually plays the second game. I feel like that was always a time, like the first like three, four games, there's always someone that gets upset. Like I always, I don't know about you, but I always remember like coming out of school or like finishing up school and like turning on a game. And there's like a, a 13 or a 14 or a 12 seed. That's like really giving a push. So I think that's going to be Virginia this year. And Virginia is primed for that. Uh, like for another three-point shooting team. Uh, I've, I've been a bit of a Virginia hater too. I'm a little bit worried. I don't know if Furman's necessarily the team to do it, but I, I, yeah. I see Virginia. Get, I, 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 Virginia is definitely one of my favorite picks to to get upset this year. Yeah, see, that was my thing. I, I really was looking for uh, a Virginia upset, but when the bracket came out, I wasn't impressed with Fur, uh, Furman as their first round matchup. But yeah, I don't know. Got to find a got to find a way to get the upsets in. Um, and then moving down to the 6-11, Creighton's a six seed. If you said Creighton was going to be a six seed to start the season, most people would have disagreed with you. Calvin probably would have actually sat him a six based on where he started. Them. Or a 24-frank team coming into the season. But I'm actually higher than them other, than, than that. So it's like, I don't know, it's a little weird. I don't think they deserve a higher seed, but I think, they're, like, uh, I think they could be, uh, yeah. I think it could be a solid. So I really expected Nemhard to take that next step for Creighton. He hasn't really become that guy, um, but they're really focused around Kalkbrenner. He's a seven-foot big guy, and just he he's just kind of a monster. Teams don't really shoot uh, that many two-point shots against them just because it's, it's tough in the paint there. Um, and then they're playing against NC State, who we saw, we saw live. We went to a BC-NC State game. Um, they kind of just jack up shots. Um, they, they may not be a good team, but – they are an exciting team to watch, but I think Creighton's going to get them in this matchup. Yep, I agree with that. I, I think they match up well. Guns a lot of like they. NC State's kind of relying on their big man, and then a couple of if you shoot like questionable shooting dudes. I feel like. Yeah, Turquavion Smith's their main guy. He's got like seventeen points per game, but he's doing that on like thirty-seven percent shooting. Yeah. yeah. So I like think... you can't you can't you can't be like shooting really inefficiently when you're definitely not going to be at a rebound advantage, which Creighton's big guy is going to really help Creighton for that. Yep. No, I, I agree. I think this is a pretty safe six eleven. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel I feel it's a pretty pretty safe pick. Yeah. Moving on to the three fourteen Baylor UC Santa Barbara. Um, I don't know too much about UC Santa Barbara. I haven't seen anything that really excites me out of them. So I think this is a pretty safe, uh, three pick. Definitely Go hard to generally, unless you really have some serious questions about the three seed. Um, and this is not the three seed. I have a ton of questions about. Yep. Yeah, moving on to the 710. Uh it's a toss up to me. Uh Missouri is definitely a good offensive team, but uh Utah State um 
they have they score really well in net, both net and Kempom. Um so I'm not, I, I don't know exactly which way I want to lean on this one, but um probably gonna take this is why it's subject to change. Like depending on how many upsets I want, I might sw- I might switch the seven ten. But I'm gonna go with Utah State in this. Um and then moving down the bracket to the number two uh, versus fifteen. Uh, Arizona Princeton, uh, Princeton upset Yale on Sunday to win uh, the Ivy League. Um, they looked good, but I just don't think they'll be able to keep up and contain Arizona scoring. So Arizona is my uh, pick there. So two upsets um, in the first round. Do you want to – should we switch over to you? Okay, we're going to move over to the uh, Midwest region. I'm going to lead us through this one. Um, it starts off with Houston, Northern Kentucky. Again, just not really interested in picking uh, 16 seeds in one 16 matchup, so that's a pretty easy pick. Um, after that, yeah, yeah, yeah. After that is Auburn, Iowa. Um, this is like obviously eight nines are like the ultimate pickums. Um, I'm a little concerned about the consistency of Iowa's offense, uh, so I'm probably gonna go Auburn here. I think they're gonna be able to. Like it's like a little bit of a one-dimensional offense, a little bit dependent on three points you did. So I just don't really trust, like consistently trust Iowa at this point. Yeah, Iowa's gone cold. Um, I feel like they just not the most successful team either uh, in recent memory. And then this game's gonna be played in Birmingham, Alabama. Auburn oh. plays in Alabama, so I think that's that that definitely gives the edge for me. Yeah, that one. Didn't realize regions like that. I didn't realize the location was that. So that yeah, that's even more. Um, and then Iowa's defense really just sucks. So I, I think there's there's just so many reasons I'm like not completely sold on this Iowa team. Uh, even if the Auburn team is just kind of middling overall. So gonna go with Auburn there. Um, moving on to the Miami Drake matchup. Um, this is the upset I'm going with in this region. Uh, I mean I've been kind of railing against the ACC all season. Uh, Miami's defense is kind of questionable. Uh, so I think Drake will be able to like kind of exploit that uh, like to a certain degree like i at least like turn the game to a shootout give them a solid shot at uh, pulling it off um and then miami is a kind of questionable rebounding team and drake actually like for mid-major has a, so, like a solid amount of size uh so i think they'll be able to like kind of force them force it there um yeah, yeah. I, I because uh drake is one of my like favorite upsets definitely yeah the big the big thing for me there is north shadow omier um, he got injured. He he uh, rolled his ankle against Duke, um, and he's he's the one guy that rebounds on that team. Um, he's not huge. He's he's six seven, but he's like just a beefy guy, and he like rebounds really efficiently. Almost had ten per game. Um, but yeah, if he's out, uh, I don't know what they're gonna do on the inside. Um, so that is something I'm gonna have to keep my eye out for. But uh, for the meantime, I'm sticking with Miami in this one. Yep, that that's fair. I think definitely if he's out, I'm complete. I'm pretty out on Miami, but like, and he's still just questionable at this point too. I like he. There's yeah. still a possible play, so it's not. It Miami. I like. I think this is like obviously picking a twelve five upset is always a little bit of a risk, but I think this is uh the one I feel best about at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like I like the guard play from Miami, so that's what's keeping me from the upset here. Yeah. Uh, and then next is Indiana Kent State. I just think Indiana's a pretty solid team. I don't see them being a team, a team that gets upset in the first round. Uh, I haven't like watched Kent State play this year, so I can't really make a claim to like what they actually do. But yeah, I mean, uh, they're I just, really, I... really gritty like defense. Uh, they, I think their Houston, their matchup against Houston was like fifty-five to fifty. 
Um, so if, if they can like slow teams down, they could make it really difficult on Pachfino, um, really make the <clears throat> Indiana one uh, one dimensional on offense. Um, they're led by three seniors, um, and their guard Sincere Carey, which is great, great March Madness name, uh, seventeen points per game. I like Kent State. I don't know if <laughs> Indiana is the team that I think they could have upset. I think this uh, if Kent State was matched up against Virginia, boy, that would have been such an easy pick for me. But yeah, I'm probably going Indiana. Yeah, Indiana's a pretty pretty solid four seed. Um, and then moving on to the Iowa State, I really haven't. Uh, you know, once Mississippi State Pittsburgh gets decided, I'll really look into this. But I I think I'm going to pick Iowa State almost no matter what. Uh, I just think they're a fairly solid team. Uh, they don't do anything necessarily like especially well, but they're a pretty good de- like besides being a pretty solid defensive team. Um, yeah. Iowa State's top ten in defense. So is Mississippi State. This might be the least exciting game to watch if Mississippi State uh, matches up against them. Yeah, because neither of them are bringing an offense either, so uh, that that's definitely going to be a, a bit ugly. Uh, but regardless, I think Iowa State's just going to be better at that, so I don't yeah. feel like that. Is there, that is there anything to the history of playing teams? They've, I think, in the past ten years, they've not won a game only once in twenty nineteen. Um, so, like, I think last year it was Notre Dame one. Um, and so, yeah, this is the first one. And then, obviously, uh, ASU Nevada has to play against TCU. Um, is any of the historical precedents kind of factoring in there? Possibly, but I just like the six seeds they match up against. Um, like, I, I think they're the, the six seeds are potentially better than some of the four and five seeds. Uh, so I just – I'm not 100% sold that that's actually going to end up being the case. This year. The six seeds that they play in 11 seeds get this year. That's, yeah. I don't know if that'll be the yeah, no, I think the six seeds in general are pretty strong. Um, I think the team's definitely a little weaker uh, since Caleb Grill left the team. Uh, he was their, like, three-point shooter. Um, but I still think Iowa State's probably good enough to win this. But depending on what happens in that game, uh, this is something that definitely could switch on my bracket. Yeah, definitely fair. Uh, so that brings us to Xavier, Kennesaw State. Uh, Xavier does seem – I think Fremantle has been ruled out for the entire tournament at this point. Yes, yes. Uh, so they're down one of their key rotation players. Uh, despite that, they've been like all right since even since then. Um, so I'm not I'm not worried. Again, just picking a 14 seed is a little bit iffy. So I'm I'm pretty comfortable with Xavier this year. Yeah, I would say this is the 14 seed that I probably picked. Yeah. But I, I I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, I'm not I'm definitely not putting it on my main bracket. So yeah, I'm with you on this one. Yep. Next up is Texas A&M, Penn State. Uh, I don't think Penn State's necessarily a bad 10 seed, but as everyone was saying, Texas A&M like, easily could have been a 5 seed this year. Uh, so this is just a tough break. For, like Usually a 7-10 matchup is something that can not, like be pretty darn competitive. And I don't think Penn State's just – I want to count them out at this point. Um, but it's just – this Texas A&M team is pretty darn solid. They're probably underseeded. I, I do feel pretty darn, pretty darn comfortable with them. Yeah, I think both these teams are underseeded uh, after Penn State's little run. I think I got them up to a nine. I understand them being at a 10 because they probably weren't even in the field or like were very close to the edge of it. Um, but I mean, guard play gets it done, and Penn State has one of the best guards in the country in Jalen Pickett. Uh, the man gets uh, 18 points per game, seven rebounds, seven assists. Um, so I'm actually going Penn State on this one, I think. I've got on the hype train after their run in the Big Ten tournament. 
That's fair. I, I, yeah, I think if they, I really would have liked them if they got a, I think a better, a different seven seed matchup, but I, I, do, I, I, I do think this is a real bummer that these teams have to play because one of these teams is going to have to lose the first round and I would have picked either of them in any sort of other seven, 10 matchup. Yeah. I, but I think this is, this is definitely one I struggle with. These, these are, uh, these are a pair of competitive teams. And then finally, uh, Texas Colgate, um, it's a two fifteen matchup. Colgate's a little bit, like they've been around the tournament. I don't know if this team specifically brings the tournament experience that they've had in the past, um, but it's still a two fifteen matchup. And I like Texas, like a, like a decent amount of this team, even though they do have a pretty tough region. I'd say. Yeah, I like. I think Colgate's a pretty solid team. I'm actually. I thought they could have been a fourteen, um, but it's not. I have no. I don't really have any doubts in Texas. So um, this is not going to be one of their. Uh, uh, I'm not going to pick an upset here. Yep. Anyway, so I just got I got one upset, or I guess not nah, uh, eight nine doesn't count. So I only got one upset in this region. Uh, but yeah, I, I got do one think as well. you got yeah you got the brave you got the braver upset. Yep. Anyway, uh, I think that I mean twelve five. Those happen every year. I have I have one other on the other side. I think uh, I also like Charleston over San Diego State, but we'll see about that. So anyway, but we can move on to the uh, we can move on to the next region. Yep. Yeah. So I'll take over and lead us through the west uh let me take the chair back yeah do you got control okay cool all right sure all right you can see that uh you can i i'm gonna move oh, I have to stop. okay yeah if i stop my share it will work all right cool thanks all right. uh yeah Let me adjust where I'm sharing. Okay. All right, you can probably see it now. Yes. All right, so in the West, this is the Kansas corner of the bracket, bottom right. Uh, same spot Kansas was last year when they won it. Um, I don't know if that means anything, um, but Kansas versus Howard, uh, I think that's a very easy pick. Um, uh, I think the only question really like that Kansas has going into the tournament is Bill Self's health. Uh, he missed the entire big 12 tournament uh, in the hospital. Uh, but if he's back, he's one of the best coaches and uh, this isn't going to be a team that loses to a 16, but moving on to the eight, nine matchup. These are both teams that I think both of us probably had much higher expectations for. Um, we both had pretty high um pretty high in our like rankings uh compared to where other people had them uh, i'm i i've this has been a toss-up for me i i don't know which way i'm want to go but i'm probably going to go with illinois on this one yeah i think it's a tough game I, I i agree with that though i don't think arkansas does any like has a great way to kind of punish the lack of size that illinois plays with so um yeah that's really that's really big here. I think like, our, Illinois can play their game. So and like that's just, and if they can play their game the way they want to, I think they're a pretty solid team. Yeah, my my one concern with Illinois is that I just don't feel like they have any sort of like cohesion or direction. Like when it comes down to like the wire, it feels like they're kind of just like taking turns and like they want to be the guy, but they don't want to like set up like their teammates like in the best situations. Like. Matthew Meyer will sometimes just like get the ball and be like, I didn't get the ball last possession. I'm going to jack up a three, this possession. Uh, and that can really just knock you out of a game real quick. But <clears throat> I think Terrence Shannon's probably the best player in this game. So 
going Illinois. You're right. Awesome, though. I agree. It's a it, it's a tough matchup. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a tough one. All right, moving down to the five twelve. Uh, St. Mary's versus VCU. Uh, the VCU won the Atlantic Ten. It wasn't the most competitive Atlantic Ten. Uh, there's definitely been some previous years where uh, a couple of teams are uh, pretty competitive. Dayton was good, but um, I'm leaning VCU here. I don't love St. Mary's. I think that they've just been over ranked and um they have the possibility of losing games they've lost uh they had like pretty early had two quad three losses uh, and some quad two losses so uh this is a five total upset i like i generally don't love st mary's like go on a run or anything because i don't think they're necessarily great with the better teams but i think they've proven this year that they can beat quad two teams pretty consistently so i, I do feel pretty safe with them in this matchup yep no that's definitely fair all right, moving to the 413, UConn was a four. I thought they could have been a three. Um, and then Iona is always a solid team because Rick Patino is still in Iona. He might move teams this year, um, but it's going to be uh, a coach's battle in this one. Like, uh, uh, Hurley versus Patino, um, definitely going to be exciting to watch. Um, and this is in Albany, and I'm pretty sure Iona is very close to Albany. Um, but I think this UConn team's too good. I think that Iona is definitely going to give them uh, a tough game, but I'm picking UConn here. Yeah, it's a tough, tough for Iona. They'd be a probably a popular 13 seed matchup, or at least they would be for me if they didn't get UConn, who is one of my favorite teams in the in the tournament. So, yeah, yeah, no, if they got Virginia, who we discussed, and then Tennessee, that that would have been. I definitely would have picked those uh, upsets. But yeah. All right, moving on. Like yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on. Uh, TCU uh, versus the winner of the Arizona State Nevada game. These are the two teams that I thought uh, I would have. I had questions being in the bracket, so uh, I'm not leaning towards picking them as an upset. Um, TCU's also been uh, injured all season, so their seed is probably lower than the team quality. Um, but it's going to be interesting. Eddie Lampkin, their center, who was pretty big for them last year, he. Uh, left the team, um, but I still have TCU winning this matchup. Yep, no, I agree with that, especially because we don't know who it's going to be, but I don't love either of these 11 seeds regardless, so, yeah. Yep, and then moving on to Gonzaga versus Grand Canyon. I don't think this Gonzaga team's great, but I don't think this is a team that's going to lose to uh, a weaker team, so I'm picking Gonzaga here. Another one like St. Mary's, they've just been cleaning bad teams all season, so, you know, they should they should have a good luck to it now. Yep, and then the seven ten. It's another uh, ten seeded uh, Mountain West team in Boise State uh, versus the seven seed Northwestern. Uh, I think Northwestern's had a great season. I do think that they're kind of uh, overperforming, and I'm. I think that it's a little bit too overhyped for them. I think they could. I think they could win this game. I don't think Boise's beating a lot of top teams, um, but. This is one of those things that if I'm like, all right, I kind of want another upset on my thing, I might flip to Boise State, but for the moment, I'm going Northwestern. You mentioned earlier we got a we have a top ten defensive matchup in this tournament bracket, first round bracket. This is their thirteenth and fourteenth ranked defense by Ken Palm, though, so this could be another just goddamn rock fight. Um, and because of that, I think Northwestern has the best player, so I'm gonna, I'm okay with I'm okay with them, even though I do think it's a I think it's a reasonable upset pick too. Yep. Yeah. And then moving on to UCLA versus UNC Asheville. Um, 
US UCLA obviously lost Jalen Clark, um, and then they're missing one other player who's expected to be back. But so it's going to be a different look for UCLA. I probably would have had him as a Final Four team uh, if he hadn't gotten hurt. So it's definitely going to make it a lot tough for UCLA, but definitely a safe two seed. Yeah. Yeah, especially because I kind of like their path, so it really is a shame they don't have Jalen Clark. That that they could have been a pretty intimidating team. Yep, yeah, so that is the bottom right corner of the West. All right, moving down to the East region. Um, I think Purdue is probably a team I could see losing in the, like kind of early in their region, but then they got kind of a cake region, and that doesn't obviously put it for their 16th seed. Uh, that, yeah, I'm picking Purdue. They're being, they're being their 16th seed. Yeah, no, I agree that this is – this region has definitely not got some top teams, and it's kind of why I think this could just be an absolute shit show of a region. I could, I could one hundred percent see that. I don't think I'm not super confident in any matchup in the second round. That's for sure. Um, and there's a decent amount of first round matchups. Actually, I don't know. I, I'm all right with most of the first round matchups. I don't think like, we got the strongest. Like uh, ten plus is really for the most part. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get we'll get into that as we go. Uh, we got Memphis FAU next. Uh, Memphis is looking pretty good at the, the season. I think people are a little bit overreacting to them beating Houston because Houston didn't have their like best player and like, like I don't. He may not be a first team candidate necessarily, but he may also be a first team candidate. Like he's like genuinely one of the best guards in the country. Uh, and Marcus Sasser. Um, regardless of that, I still think Memphis is like a solid enough team. Um, so I will pick them to beat uh, FAU. But this is definitely a uh, this is definitely a bit of a toss up. Yeah, I agree. FAU's obviously lost only three games in one problem. What was it, 31? Um, but, yeah, I think this Memphis team's really hot. Kendrick Davis is playing really good basketball. He might be one of the one of those guards that you see that, like, just blows up in March Madness. Yeah, no, but I think that this could be this could be a tough game. I think FAU, like, they haven't really had a chance to prove their real qualities. It surprised people, I think. that It's definitely, definitely possible. Um, yep. But moving on to the 12-5. Uh, I don't love this 12-5, honestly, like, even though Oral Roberts kind of is, uh, I, th- I think, would have been, a like, they are another team that kind of depended on the matchup. They could have been a pretty popular little upset pick, but I think Duke's kind of hit their stride at the right time. Uh, I think yeah. they play all defense at this point. Uh, I think they have, like, the offensive weapons to kind of, like, make us, like, a lower, like, a mid-major, t- like, they just, they have a lot of size, but I think a team like Oral Roberts is going to struggle with, uh, even though Oral Roberts, they have that giant dude, don't they? Yeah, Oral Roberts is a seven foot five guy who loves to shoot three pointers. Um, so definitely, definitely kind of takes away a bit of the advantage of Duke. Uh, kind of likes to. Duke has been rebounding extremely well. It's why they killed Miami once Miami's best rebounder uh, got out. Um, so I think the seven five guy could really make a difference there. Um, and then obviously Oral Roberts has Max Abmes, who's uh, us Ohio State fans know all too well. Uh, he beat us when we were two seed and they were 15 two years ago and i think this team's better i've i've been mulling over this for so long because we talked about this like a month ago that i was saying no matter who oral roberts gets matched up with i'm picking oral roberts but i didn't think it was going to be an underseated duke team yeah no i think uh, oral roberts definitely would have been a really popular one i think in this case I'm, i am going to go duke like if, even if oral roberts like they, if they got four seed Tennessee, I like that would like if they if they had somehow fallen down to a thirteen and got Tennessee, I think that would be a way more appealing matchup to me. Yeah, yeah, no, I have, this is such a tough one because 
I know I should probably take it's like head in the heart. It's like, what do you want to do? Uh yeah, I think I'm gonna go Duke here. Yeah, no, it's it is tough though. Duke is a pretty strong five seed. Um so I really, really want I really want Oral Roberts to win because then whenever Oral Roberts shows up in the tournament, they won't just talk about Ohio State. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, that this would be a pretty big, large profile win for them again. It would really validate Max Evans' decision to come back, which was, I think, a cool decision for a guy like him. Yeah. Who could have been, he probably could have been a featured guy on like a legit, like good yeah, team. He could have transferred, like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he could have transferred somewhere and been like one of their best players on that team. Uh, assuming it wasn't just an absurd third program. Uh, anyway, moving on to Tennessee, Louisiana. I think Tennessee will be a popular pick to lose in the first round, but they still managed to get to a four seed. Um, and this Louisiana, Louisiana team doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, there's nothing I'd like to see from them. That's like, like, I think there's could still upset Tennessee just because the way Tennessee plays basketball, they don't have Sky Ziegler. And uh, if they would like, but it's just, it's a 13 seed that is not a particular inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Louisiana likes to play inside. Most of their scoring 19.4 points per game. Uh, is from a 6'11 uh, forward. I just think that Tennessee is going to make it really tough to get him the ball uh, with the way they play defense. And uh, they're going to probably force a lot of threes and I don't think Louisiana State, or not Louisiana State, Louisiana is a team that's uh, going to do that. Yeah, no, exactly. Like that, Exactly. If they got the Oral Roberts team that, or the Charleston team that really want to take threes, like, that would be a far scarier matchup for Tennessee, but they got a, they got a pretty weak 13. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Even though I do not love their odds this tournament overall. Nope. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, this next matchup is Kentucky Providence. Uh, I Providence has been pretty darn questionable down the stretch. Kentucky's been pretty darn hot down the stretch. Like I don't, I don't have a ton more to say about it than that. Honestly, I just don't really think. I just, I just don't think this Providence team is like especially good, and they still managed to slip into the tournament just because they had a really strong start to the season. But I'm just, I'm pretty worried about this team. Yeah, it's a very different team than last year. That was a four seed, um, and then this Kentucky team is obviously returning. Shibwe, um, I think the interesting storyline is Bryce Hopkins, who transferred from Kentucky, is now going against his old team, uh, and he scores uh, 16 points per game for Providence. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think this Providence team is good enough. No, yeah, exactly. It, like it's it, there's like not a good enough eleven seed for me to really see the upset. Like, and I think Kentucky isn't necessarily underseeded, but is like probably maybe a slightly strong, is a pretty strong six seed at the very least. Yeah, I had Kentucky actually a lot lower just because I think I might have them at a seven or an eight just because they didn't they did finish kind of hot, but they also just like dropped two games against Vanderbilt in the month of March. Um, and Vanderbilt obviously was close to uh, making the tournament, but they were still really low in net. So uh, definitely a little concerned about Kentucky's just kind of passion and ability to win. Yeah, exactly. I'm not in love with this Kentucky team, but I think, but I do think they're just that they're, it's just they're the better team in this matchup. So anyway, moving on to uh, Kansas State, uh, it's a three fourteen with thir- three that I think is just a good team. So I just it, I, like I'm not worried about Kansas State really at all. Uh, I think they're gonna probably be a tough out in this tournament in general uh, I so i certainly don't see, yeah certainly don't see them losing the first round because of that yeah i thought i thought kansas state could have been a lower seed maybe four like i would have swapped them in yukon um just because of resume not because of ability i really do like kansas state uh they got just a great guard in uh, noel and then Keontae johnson as a forward i just like that kind of combination of just a really good guard uh ball handler and then like a wing player alabama's kind of got that as well um 
but yeah so i like this kansas state team yep no exactly uh and then moving on to the 710 obviously these are prime uh upset like like the prime upset pick uh and i think this this game is really like a complete pick them to me um at the end of the day though the team with tom Izzo is going to be is probably going to do it for me but if i really like just like completely up in the air about it so that that's really i think like yeah it, it, tom Izzo is just i have faith in him as a coach at this point yeah yeah no he doesn't he obviously hasn't closed because the big 10 hasn't won in like 30 years but um, he definitely wins games and we'll give him a chance. And Michigan State likes to shoot the uh, ball, uh, likes to shoot threes, and they didn't do it so well in the conference tournament game against Ohio State, but maybe some time off will help him on that. Uh, and yeah. I've never liked this USC team all year. And then another thing with the three-point shooting of uh, Michigan State, USC is like a pretty like rim-protecting focused team. Like they're, they have like – there's some solid size. They have like some. They have like not like like true big men, but like a good amount of length. Um, and they've had good rim numbers all season. But Michigan State doesn't really care about that. So it kind of depends on if their shoot shooters are hitting. But if they they are, then I don't think the CSC team has a great way to defend them either. Uh, but regardless, still I don't think Michigan State's defense is very good. So it's still just a pure toss up. But uh, you know, <laughs> got got to pick something at the end. And it was just for me. Uh, and then two fifteen. Uh. Vermont, you know, has been feisty in recent years, uh, but this Marquette team, I think, is pretty solid. So I'm not there. It's another t- situation where you know, I'd have to be pretty worried about the two seed to actually pick the 15 seed to win. Yeah, I think Marquette's definitely one of the weaker twos, but um, yeah, it's it's if the game's in Columbus, if it was like closer to if it was on like East Coast, maybe I pick Vermont. But um, yeah, Marquette's they're they're not they don't have to travel too far. So yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm with you on this Marquette. Uh, a pretty easy win. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I got for the first round. Nothing super exciting um, in this region of the bracket. Although I definitely could see, I could see USC win. I could see Oral Roberts win, and hell, I could even see Louisiana win. So it definitely there's there's potential here. Yeah. No, I'm I'm the same with you. I'm like I'm like still considering flipping back to Oral Roberts, um, and uh, I just yeah, I, they're just like not teams that I love love in this region of the bracket. Um, definitely not picking a winner out of this region. No, it's. I think this. I ended up going with a team. I'm not even 100 sold on to come out of this bracket, but we'll we'll get into that as we go along. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll discuss that further. But yeah, you want to move up to the south, and you can take over for the second round. Yep. So I did it a little bit differently than you. I think the big one was I flipped the. Uh, you had Virginia losing in the first round. I had Diego State losing in the first round. But besides yeah. that, I think we have all the same picks. Um, no, I went West Virginia, but, got Maryland. But it doesn't really matter who. Pick that like the, that that was a toss up game for me, and then it doesn't really matter because Alabama's beating who are like I I have a lot of faith in the Bama team, uh, and I don't really have a ton of faith in Maryland or West Virginia. So yeah, this I, wasn't this wasn't an eight nine that I was too worried about for a one seed. No, exactly. I think this Bama team is just very very solid. So it would be it would take a lot yeah a lot for me to it would take a very very strong eight or nine seed for me to like get shaken by them. Um, so that moves us on to Charleston, Virginia. Uh, I hate Virginia. I think Charleston's a prime upset team, and I, it's probably a little questionable to send a 12 seed to the Sweet 16. Um, like that—that that is just like that—that's that pretty darn iffy, especially because Virginia has kind of turned. No, I'm not going to say turned a corner, but looked better recently. Uh, but regardless, we we watched them get upset in the last months. <laughs> yeah, I don't think UVA like does a great job exploiting bad teams. Their offense is difficult. Uh, and then Charleston's going to get threes up, and so this Virginia defense isn't going to mean a whole lot either because they have kind of shifted toward the 
a defensive focus team as like I, they were pretty even like early in the season, but now they're 25th defense and 74 in offense. So they're easy to hold up, and I think Charleston could can get through with their shooting. Yeah, but hopefully the Sweet 16 is scary. Yeah, yeah. Now this this like little section is definitely I've had in my brackets that I've done. I've had all sort of combinations. I've had Furman and Charleston both doing upsets and Charleston winning. I've had uh like yeah the way you have it charleston virginia this one i currently have Furman, san diego state i don't think Furman's a team that i can see winning too so i'm gonna go san diego state here but yeah i agree charleston can make the sweet 16 here i agree with that completely i think if charleston i, I think i i think charleston is going to struggle more with san diego state so i like it's definitely it's a little tough here but they they both they both are defensive focus teams san diego state and virginia who are playing two underseated, like not underseated, but low seated teams who can get up threes. So these these are like kind of a right conditions for for uh for an upset. We'll we'll see how it goes. I, I it'll be fun to watch Charleston make I'm, a run and like take I'm just nervous to get one of these like double uh double digit seeds in the sweet sixteen just because yeah, I think easily they could lose uh in the first round. But yeah, I might honestly. I might switch. Like currently, I have San Diego State. I might make San Diego State lose in the first round. And have Charleston go as well. Um, this, I, I, I really just don't know what to do in this corner. I don't love the picks I have, and I do, If I switch the picks, I don't think I would love them either. Yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a it's a tough it's it, it's pretty dark questionable. But I'm I, I want to get I wanted to have something a little bold, so this is what I'm going with. Uh, we can move on to Creighton, uh, Baylor. Yeah. I think this is a crazy matchup for a three six. I like I like both these teams. Um, I ended up going. I ended up going with Creighton. I think. I uh, I think that they're like they have, like I don't. I I still don't love the fact that Baylor doesn't really have any like real size. Like to like, you know. I I think there's going to be a matchup where they just get out rebounded. I think Creighton could be the team to pull that off. Um, and then like besides that, I think Baylor's guards. Are while very talented, like do create like a bit of a hit or miss situation for them, where like if they're just not having a good game, there isn't like a backup plan to like them. Uh, so anyway, I I got Creighton, but this is a this is a tough matchup for you. Yeah, I'm. This is another one where I'm not exactly sure where I want to go. Um, Creighton, they uh, allow very limited, like teams do not shoot a lot of uh, two point shots against them, mainly because they just have a huge seven footer just standing in the lane. Um, but and they also don't if you look at it i'm pretty sure creighton allows like like the five they're in like top five of least amount of uh free throws allowed so uh, i feel like baylor just the guard team is one of those teams that like can really take advantage uh of going to the line and creighton doesn't allow that but i don't know it's still baylor has a lot of guys that i feel like can take over i'm very undecided on this one um, i i yeah it's very it's really tough I'm probably going to lean with you on Creighton just because got to have a couple of upsets in the second round. A couple upsets, and then it's just I think Creighton is a team that has like the talented guard play and then the size to like compete with Baylor on both fronts and then give them an advantage in one area. So yeah, um, they didn't, they didn't yeah. play against Savior in the Big East. I don't know. I'm good. That's another game I'm going to go back and forth on like all week until Thursday. Yeah, and then moving on to the two ten, uh, Utah State Arizona. I don't like Utah State or Missouri. I think Arizona's a pretty darn good team, so I don't really care who comes out of the Utah State Missouri game. I'm I'm pretty confident in Arizona in that matchup. Yeah, I agree. I think no matter who they face, Arizona is going to win. Um, and uh, yeah, 
All right, so uh, I can take over as we move on to the um, Midwest. All right, pulling up the Midwest. This is what I had. Can you you can see this, right? Yep. All right. So, yeah, I had only Penn State upset. Uh, I know you had the Drake upset, um, but up to the top, uh, we got Houston versus Auburn. Obviously, Auburn again. It's going to be in Birmingham, so Auburn might have some sort of uh, home court advantage against Houston. But I think Houston fans are pretty passionate about this team. They'll probably travel well, and I don't know. If it's going to be enough for Auburn to beat Houston. Really, the only way I see Auburn possibly win in this game is if Sasser doesn't play. But yeah, if, if anything, I think Sasser misses one game at most. I don't think he's going to miss two, so I'm picking Houston. They 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 seem to be just resting him because they weren't worried about losing their seating in the Memphis game. So I think I, I'm not yeah I'm not concerned about uh, Marcus Sasser really. I think he'll be I think he'll be ready to go for that's especially his Auburn game. I but even the Northern Kentucky game, I could see him be ready to go for. Yeah, no, it wasn't like he was ruled out and going to be reevaluated. He was questionable to go for the championship game. So give him, what, Sunday to Thursday or Friday, five or six days of rest. Um, yeah, I think he should be ready to go. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think Houston's going to be safely into the Sweet 16. I don't really see any sort of way except – I don't think Iowa beats Auburn, but I think Iowa probably has a better shot of beating Houston if just like Chris Murray takes over. But yeah, Houston loser. All right, moving on to the five four here, uh, Miami Indiana. It's really unfortunate because these two teams that I've loved all season, um, I, like Miami, I've just been really excited about their guard play, and then Indiana obviously has a top three player in the league in Trace Jackson Davis. Um. So Miami, obviously, this is another game where if, like, uh, Omier doesn't play in the tournament, if he doesn't play this matchup, there's no way Miami wins uh, because I don't know what else they would do to guard Trace Jackson Davis. Um, but under the idea that Omier plays, I just I can't get over Miami's guard play, so I'm picking Miami here. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I I I like this Indiana team. I haven't given a ton of thought to the specific matchup, um, but they don't really have. Even if Omier does play, I know he like he gives them some amount of size and rebounding, but I don't love him matching up against Trace Action Davis regardless. I think he's a big um, enough body. Obviously, he's not huge, but he's just like one of those guys who just like can kind of put his feet in the ground and uh, he he rebounds very. He's just a smart rebounder, so. I think he would be a solid matchup. He wouldn't be the greatest, obviously. There's like players I'd rather have, um, but he's athletic and he's like a big body. So, yeah, I I think I I don't think this is like a I I'm not in love with this Indiana team either. So I think it could go. It's not like I I have them beating Drake obviously because I'm not like I'm not going to send two 12 seats to the Sweet 16. Uh, but I think this game if they do if they do get Miami, that's going to be much more of a toss up. Yeah, yeah, no. So I mean, obviously Miami. Um, probably more of a risk to lose maybe to lose the first round so picking them two is obviously tougher but yeah i just i don't know i've been on miami all season so i can't really hop off them right now unless obviously their big man's injured uh but moving down the bracket we got iowa state versus savior um iowa state is a tough defensive team uh and they're probably of 
the six seeds, it's them in Kentucky who I trust the least or yeah, trust the least. Um, and so for that reason, I think Xavier's got enough guys that uh, I don't see an upset happening here. Yeah, I would go. I agree with that generally. That is, Iowa State's not a six seed that I love. Uh, but between Fremantle being out um, and that being kind of the way you'd, I think you'd want to exploit Iowa State a bit, um, I, I just don't love this matchup for Xavier. I'm just a little bit worried that they're not they're not good enough to play not at 100 percent and still and still really be a three seed to me. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. But like, they also just played against Creighton in the semifinals of the Big East. Um, Creighton also has like a big guy defender uh, and uh, Xavier was still able to do uh, enough to win that game. Um, obviously they still have another big man in Jack Nunji. He's uh, 6'11". He's actually taller than Fremantle, obviously not as much of a scorer, um, but he still scores 14 points per game. And they just have a lot of guys on this team that I think can score. Sule Boom obviously is a very exciting guard. And then Colby Jones is, very solid as well. I think that's just an experienced team and Iowa State kind of falling apart this season. I think Xavier's going to win. Yep. No, I think that's fair. It's really not like a huge amount of faith in uh, Iowa State that's going into this. So it's, I think it could be competitive. Uh, or I think it definitely will be competitive. Like it's a, it's a, it was a tough pick of a game, definitely. Um, so uh, yeah, but yeah, it's an either way game for me. We'll see. We'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. All right. Moving down uh, to. Uh, my matchup of 10 Penn State versus two Texas. I know you got Texas and in here. Um, Penn State, if they got a different two seed, maybe I think they could win. But uh, Texas is just playing so well right now that, uh, I mean, both these teams are playing really good basketball at the moment. Uh, Penn State saved their lives with a great tourney run, and Texas ended up winning the best conference in the country with their tourney run. Um, but I don't know. I think Texas is probably going to have enough to beat Penn State. I do love, yeah, I love Texas as a two seed. Uh, so that's keeping me, keeping them safe for me against either of these teams. But they, it is really, it is a tough pair of teams they can see in the second round. Uh, so I would not count out an upset for Texas in the second round at this point, that's for sure. Yeah, this little corner right here is uh, going to be really tough. Um, yeah, oh yeah. But I think, yeah, if they can get past this, I feel. Texas is not a bad spot there. No, although they did – I mean, either way, they get Xavier or Iowa State. They split the Cedars in Iowa State. Xavier's a solid team. So, I – it is a it is a tough – they have got – Texas has a tough bracket. They have a real – they have a really tough bracket. Yep, they didn't make it easy on them. All right, you want to take no. over uh, the second round of the West? Sounds good. Uh, is it already – I got to hit share again. One. Nope, that's two. So, did you have any upsets in this uh, this region? Um, I don't think so. I can I can pull it up, but I think at this point I feel, yeah, no, at this point I have feel I felt pretty safe about the higher seed, even if it. No, no, I had a, I had Iowa State over um Xavier. I don't know. I was talking about for the West. Oh, uh, was that? Uh, for, yeah. No, I did not. I, 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 well, I, yeah, I could basically play chalk for this region. All right, let's let's see what you got for the second round. Uh, yeah. So starting off, Kansas, Illinois. Um, it's just I like I don't know this Illinois team. I don't think I think it's another situation where they can kind of do 
Kansas isn't going to super punish them for not having a ton of size, but I just think Kansas is a really good team, so I don't I don't see them losing to an Illinois team that I have lost some faith in this year. Yeah, I don't think Illinois is a team I could see winning two games in this tournament. No, so it's not. I think yeah, it's just I don't think they're yeah they're not a team that I like against really anyone seed. So I'm just not not feeling Illinois at this point. Uh, moving on, we got St. Mary's UConn. Uh, you have VCU here. Um, I don't like. I agree with you that I don't love the St. Mary's team overall, even if I do like them to be quad two teams. Uh, and I love UConn, so I don't think this is a huge amount of competition here. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty easy UConn to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, exactly. I think this is a pretty honestly. So I mean, the thirteen is a tough one, a tough thirteen, but I think it's a pretty easy five seed for UConn at least. Yeah, no, I thought UConn could have been a three, but this is a pretty good spot to be as a four. But obviously now they're gonna have to play Kansas. Yeah, that that's good. That gets interesting. But we can uh, move on to our next one. Uh, TCU Gonzaga. Is that you had? Yeah, you had that one also. Yeah. Um, this is a bit of a mess. The only thing I like. Gonzaga's been pretty good at avoiding turnovers, and that's been a part of TCU's defensive identity this year. Uh, and they are kind of, despite having like a very strong one-two punch, they are still a defensive first team. Um, so because, oh no, they're not, sorry, I'm getting mixed up. They 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 have like their lone star, Miles Mack, and then they they're like a defensive centric team after that. Uh, and I'm a little worried that even if they can play pretty solid defense, they're not they're like the lack of turnover forcing is just going to make it so. Gonzaga is still able to like come out, operate their game plan. Uh, so I'm I got Gonzaga here. Yeah, yeah, I agree with their with Eddie Lampkin walking away from the team. Uh, they don't really have anyone over their main guy of their main guys. They don't have anyone over six seven. Uh, they have a six nine guy, but I don't think he plays too many minutes. Um, so it's going to be tough for them to match up with Drew Timmy. Yeah, no, that's that's also really fair. Uh, so even though I do like this TCU team overall as a six seed, I, and I just think this Gonzaga team, like they're playing pretty well down the stretch, although it's a little Gonzaga usually uh, they're actually it, playing well. It really comes down to I just think that this team has some of the best teams at each seed length. I think Kansas is one of the best ones in my opinion. I think UConn's definitely the best four. Uh, UCLA is one of the best twos. Gonzaga is one of the best threes. TCU saying or TCU is one of the best sixes. If you look at Kempong, Kempong loves this corner of the bracket. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I do got – at the end of the day, I got Kozagi, even though I think this is a tough matchup. Um, it kind of plays into how I feel about the next round of that, but will that, that'll that be something you get to. Uh, anyway, then for the next one, UCLA Northwestern. Uh, even without Jalen Clark, I know Northwestern's, like, been a really nice defensive team. They got, like, a pretty solid star player. I just think this UCLA team is still just too good to lose to Northwestern or Boise State, like, regardless of who comes out of it. Um, I yeah, I I just think this UCLA team is a bit is like a level above any seven to ten seeds really. Yeah, yeah, I could see Northwestern also losing their first game, so I'm not gonna risk this picking them to upset UCLA. Yep, yeah, not not super exciting. I basically just went uh, yeah, I went pure chalk again in this region, uh, which is like I think it's a, I mean I think that's partly just because like even it's it's it, even if it is like a really strong region it's like kind of a top heavy region besides tcu really uh but tcu and st mary's both could win their matchups I, I, that's also does not that's not at all outside the question at all for me yeah i got only one upset here i could see maybe boise state upsetting but it's not even a huge upset um but yeah i think the one through four is pretty safe to make it obviously i liked tcu but uh don't think they matched up great against gonzaga 
Yep. Anyway, we'll move on to the uh, next region. You got, you are going to cover the, uh, the East for us. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I think this, this, this corner of the bracket is, I don't love any teams here. So I think that it could get really interesting starting off with Purdue Memphis. Obviously Zach Eady is the real story here, but I think the first team, I, I am curious to see if, uh, Zach Eady gets uh, called differently by the officials in the tournament. I feel like the Big Ten reps really just let him sit in the paint. Uh, Ohio State played against Purdue and he sat in the paint for about six seconds on every play. There's a rule that's called the three-second rule. You can't sit in the paint for more than three seconds, but he does every time. It's not even like you like people are just screaming at walls. There's many clips of it. If he gets called for them, then could change the complexion of the game for Purdue. And uh, I think Purdue's guards, I'm, if, if you watch the end of that Penn State-Purdue game, they just could not break the press, like, at all. If Memphis, like, starts to press them longer, uh, it really, sl- it, like, makes it tougher, and they, like, they won't be able to set up, like, Zach Eady as, like, quickly as they usually do. Um, and they could definitely get some turnovers. Uh, I think if Memphis does press them, I like Memphis to win this game just because – I really like their uh, guard, Kendrick Davis. So I'm picking Memphis here. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. I think the one thing, the issue, I ended up going Purdue here, and I think the issue I have with Memphis is their team with one guy who's 6'9", and then no one above 6'5", in their main rotation. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they have a couple guys that can maybe scale up, but they're also 6'9", six, 6'8". Six, I've seen our team try and play Zach Eady with no one above that height, and I've seen – uh, Illinois trying to play Zach Eady with no one about that height. And if you can score, you can make it work and stay competitive. But it's just – it's it's a mess. He's just – yeah. He's, I, I don't know if Memphis is going to have a way to stop him, really. Uh, but, well, it's not it's, – I don't love this Purdue team, so I'm not – I'm not definitely not counting out an upset. I, I'm, I'm really – my hope is that this Memphis team will be able to uh, make it tough on the guards. So, like, when Edie isn't just, like, turning over his left shoulder every play uh, – there's not going to be as much contribution from the guards, I feel like. Um, and then this Memphis team, uh, they just don't play uh, a guy who's not a senior. If you look at if you look at their roster, the guy the guys who have the, the most minutes on the team, the ten most minutes, all seniors. It's kind of incredible. I don't I don't know how that happened. I don't know what they're going to do next year. Um, but they got a good recruiting class. They got I think they got the fifth recruiting class. Yeah, no, Penny Hardaway kind of does that. But, yeah, I'm a little concerned. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely concerned about the height thing. Um, but uh, if Memphis can take take advantage of the minutes when Zach Eady sits, because he does have to sit. He plays a lot of minutes, but he does have to sit. Like, it's just as they did it in the Big Ten tournament. They can take advantage of that. I think Memphis can be really in this game. And down the stretch, uh, the guard play matters. And I'm, I think Purdue's guards can – Really throw away the game, so I'm going more this year. Um, then moving down to Duke, Tennessee. Uh, obviously, I've considered having Duke lose their first round matchup. Um, so advancing them to the Sweet 16 is a little concerning to me. But the thing is, whoever wins that Duke Oral Roberts game, uh, I think it's a definite pick for me to beat Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee can win two games uh, without Sakai Ziegler. So I'm going Duke here. Yeah, I agree with that. The uh, this Duke team just. I I don't think Tennessee's Duke, Duke's been playing really good defense lately, and I just don't think Tennessee's gonna be able to score for the life of them in this game. I think it's gonna be, and I don't think, especially without the guy Ziegler, I just think 
So yeah. maybe like those games, if Tennessee can really turn up the defense, but I just their deep, their offense is just going to be a like a black hole this game. I think if that if this, if this game happens, yeah, it's really just like up to Vescovi to score for them, and I don't think he's going to be enough against Duke because yeah, the freshmen have started like Derek Lively. He's not scoring, but I think he has like two blocks per game. Like their like latest stretch, and uh, it's going to be tough for Tennessee for sure. All right, moving down, um, I'm going to Kentucky, Kansas State. Obviously like Kentucky, but I just don't think that they have the guard play to win in a game like this, and I think um, Kansas State for sure does. I think Noel's like one of the uh, like guards you can rely on in the tournament. So, yeah, I'm picking Kansas State here. They don't have the guard play on either end for me. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to stop the guard and bait, like the basic guard, like the wing guard of – Kansas State, they have too many like dynamic scoring options. Uh, they don't really have the size, like necessarily to compete with Oscar Sheway, but I just don't think it'll matter that much at the end of the day. Um, I think it could be a competitive game at least. I just I like the Kansas State team. I think they're gonna. I think that I think they've just out completely outside the Sheway spot. Yeah, I can I can just like picture this game like uh, Noel just putting Sheway in pick and roll all game and. Uh... I don't think it's going to bode well for Kentucky. I do like Kentucky possibly to win this, but I, I think I have I, – I, I've had Kentucky picked, but I, I've talked my way into feeling really comfortable with this Kansas State pick here. Yeah, it really is just – it's a little problematic that Kansas State's best rebounder is 6'5". It's Keontae Johnson. Uh, and then they have a 6'10 guy, but he's averaging six rebounds a game, which is just unimpressive. Um, he's probably on a permanent basis their best rebounder. But the, either way, it's not – and then outside of that, they have no one. So like, Chiba may be able to get his stuff in, but still, I just this Kansas State team, I think it's just really a really bad matchup for Kentucky, like outside that one specific way. Yep. All right, and then the last of our uh, second round matchups, uh, Marquette, Michigan State. Obviously, Tom Izzo coaching this team. Uh, anything can happen, uh, and the three point shooting as we discussed. But Marquette's got one of the best guards in Tyler Kolick. And I think Shaka Smart is a damn good coach himself. Um, so I've kind of liked what Marquette's been doing, and I think that Michigan State just doesn't seem like the team to knock off Marquette for me. I just don't trust their defense at that level. I think their defense is iffy. It's like if they're like a, they're a relatively equal team in Ken Palm offense defense, like 40-41 defenses ahead, but still I just I don't think Marquette's gonna have trouble scoring on them. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, when Colick's on the field, like they just they score so efficiently because he just creates a lot of great, great opportunities for his teammates. But yeah. So that's our uh, second round there. Okay. So getting on to the, what region is this? This is the South region. Uh, I got Alabama Charleston matchup for the, 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 the like my sweet 16 um, matchup. And I, I love this little run I put Charleston on, but I'm not picking them over Alabama. There doesn't really, I don't think you need a ton of analysis. You know, they got three points you didn't mention with the other games, but, I, they're not. They're not beating Alabama. Is one of the, my favorite teams in this tournament. They're not beating. They're not going to beat Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I think this is an absolute glide for Alabama to the Elite Eight. Oh I've, my god! Like, I have like now that FanDuel and all the sports betting is allowed in Massachusetts, where we are. Like, I've been looking at it. I they have they have a Sweet Sixteen. Like to make it to Sweet Sixteen odds, and then to make it to the Final Four, give me Elite Eight. Like to get to the Elite Eight for Alabama, and I would put all my money on it. It's, it's just – it feels like a glide for them. No team yeah. up that scares me. Like, Virginia's got to be the best, but, like, Virginia's missing, like, one of their better players. Yeah. I think yeah, so you got 
not even a more competitive match for Alabama. You don't see it happening. I just, yeah. I'm, and I got Charles. So, nope, not, not happening. I'm going to move to the actual interesting half of this. Uh, Arizona Creighton. Uh, I think this is where I like my little like, mini run for Creighton ends. I really like this Arizona team. Uh, I think they'll be able to. I think they have the size to match up with Arizona uh, with Creighton, and they also have like solid guard defense. Uh, I think this Arizona team is just pretty well-rounded. I don't think they're necessarily a great team or anything, um, but I, I I just I think they're good enough to – I don't think they're like beaten in any significant way by Creighton, and I just don't want to go with a better team. Yeah, I think Umar Balo is a great defensive matchup against Kalkbrenner. Um, he's just another tall, beefy guy as well. So he'll match up pretty well. And yeah, because this is also another thing where I, I don't know if I would even pick Baylor or Creighton. So I definitely can't pick just for safety wise in my bracket. I can't pick any, I can't pick either of those teams to beat Arizona. That's also a really good point. If so, it was a little bit closer, which I don't think it's insanely far off either of those teams beating Arizona. But yeah, yeah. Uh, because. Because he, he like there is the tiebreaker. I don't see Arizona losing to their second matchup, and I could hundred percent see Creighton or Baylor uh, lose. Obviously, because Baylor losing. Um, anyway, that moves us on to the Elite Eight of the South. We're just gonna shoot through the uh, Elite Eight. Robert. Yep. I think this is a pretty tough matchup for Alabama. This is the point where I do start like, I just, relative to the rest of their run, all especially this is easily the toughest they've had to deal with. I mean, it's a two seed in the region, so you'd hope so, but it's just not even close. Um, I think they both have like solid defensive personnel. Like personnel, I think they'll have trouble like just like executing their offensive plans. Maybe that stops Alabama from getting into transition like they like to. Uh, but Zona has that trash transition defense, so I think Alabama will be able to. Yeah, Alabama likes to run a lot. Like I'm pretty sure and I saw them when they score in like the first 13 seconds of most of their possessions. Yeah. So they'll exploit the issues that Arizona has with not just like playing the set defense. Um, and I, but I still, that doesn't mean this game is like a complete nothing to me. I do think this could go, this could kind of go either way. I think this game is going to be like in the 80s, maybe even the 90s in points scored, just because Alabama plays at such a crazy tempo. And both these teams have been like top end offenses. Like Arizona's got one of the better offenses. Um, and if Baylor were to match up with this, I think it'd also be another crazy op- offensive game. But, yeah, so who'd you say you were going with? I am going to Baylor just because I, I think this is, like, a solid matchup for them. Like, I don't think Arizona is just, like, really – I don't think it's a huge way for Alabama to exploit them besides the fact that the transition is a little iffy and Bama will force that. Uh, but then at the end of the day, I just – Alabama is, like, a, a serious Final Four contender to me, like, almost regardless, like, that they're coming into this, so I, I'm just going to stick with them. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that Alabama is going to – uh, win this bracket. Um, I'm pretty confident in them making the final four just because of how it's set up for them. Um, especially the top end, obviously Arizona is going to be a tough out. Uh, and even Baylor or Creighton more Baylor would definitely give me more of like a, I'd be more worried if I were Bama about Baylor um, compared to Creighton, but yeah, I think yeah. Alabama feels pretty good in the spot they're at. Um, and it's really just going to come down to is Brandon Miller being the leader as a freshman. Is that going to, fall apart is he just can you lead them all the way and i think they get it through to the final four yeah that, that's how i'm feeling right now uh we'll get to that more as we go along but moving over to next region we got the midwest uh started with a houston indiana matchup um indiana's been inconsistent down the stretch and obviously houston just lost their last game i think people are again like i said we've had this overreaction to that because sasser is so so important to the, important to this team uh, so 
I just I still have faith in Houston to like like it would take it would take a four seed I have way more confidence in than Indiana for me to really be worried about uh, Houston. I just think they're they're like kind of built for Mark Madness. Great guard play, great defense. Uh, we'll see how real that defense is because they they play a lighter schedule, but still. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I got them playing against Miami, so this would be great, great guard battle. Just guys who can really score. Um, and then Houston obviously is going to give a little more fight defensively. Miami just kind of they play Olay defense. They just let people go right by them. Um, so I've I've had Miami picked here in some brackets just because I like to have like a higher seed make it. But yeah, I got to go Houston. Yeah, no, I think yeah, it it. I really, I really like this Houston team. So we're gonna get, we'll get to the bottom half of the Sweet 16 and come back to them. Uh, Iowa State, Texas, uh, like not not Texas, te- regular Texas. Uh, so they have with the regular season series that like they play, they both won their home game. Uh, I think despite that though, I still do prefer this Texas team. Like I think that, that gives some indication that this is, um, this is like a more competitive matchup than it seems. Uh, and Texas is a little bit reliant on their guard play, not necessarily the strongest rebounding team, uh, and that's a that's a strong suit for Iowa State. So, it's I don't think this upset is an insane pick, but I still do just think Texas. I think is my favorite two, probably my favorite two seed in the tournament. So I'm just gonna keep plugging with them for for now at least. Yeah, yeah. I'm I so I have to save you here, um, but. So I think I think Texas, yeah, based on the fact that Iowa State Savior, I do agree with you that that could go either way. Uh, I think Texas is more likely to make it to this matchup. Um, so I think it's a safer pick to put them in the Elite Eight. And obviously, that's us saying two straight one twos in the uh, in our elite in our Elite Eight uh, on the top end of the bracket. But yeah, I think that um, of the higher seeds, I think Miami is probably the one that I would probably lean to to pick into the elite eight outside of Texas and Houston. Yeah. I do think Texas has a tough second round matchup for a two seed, but then their first round matchup is obviously way easier. Uh, so that, that really helped Texas for me. Um, but then getting to the final round, I actually like, it, this is what kills Texas for me is I think they're going to have played to really, like, I don't believe I'm not. Actually, I like round. that. I like that Iowa state or Xavier matchup for Texas because Iowa state, when they did beat Texas, that's Caleb Grill was still on that team. Uh, he's no longer so um, definitely shorthanded compared to when they played competitively against Texas. That's definitely fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I just think it's more I think it's more tough than anything Houston has going on on their side. Um, I just maybe it's maybe I'm not giving enough credit to Indiana, but like I just I'm a little bit more worried about Texas making the Elite Eight. So that that's at the end of the day what pushes Houston ahead when I have two pretty equal teams, uh, to me at least. So yeah, Houston's your final four team out of here. Yep. Yeah, I think, man, it's tough because these are both two teams that just have like a lot of great guard play. Um, I don't know because I don't I don't like to put just a, a bunch of one seeds in here, but yeah, I think I'm gonna go Houston as well. Don't worry, I got I got I don't have one seeds on the bottom half of my bracket, so I'll I, I'll get there. There we go. All right. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I'll take over and we can move there, but you can still pitch in with what you have. Yeah, I'll trash your one seed too. Like if you you're pushing all four one seeds through, right? So I'll just I'll come in and trash that. No, I'm not. I'm not putting all four. All right, share <laughs> notes. All right, so we're going starting with the West here. 
So I think we both have Kansas UConn, right? Yep. Yeah. So Kansas UConn, I've definitely, I, I was a week ago all in on Kansas as my winner. Um, I think I'm less confident now. Um, and then this UConn team is a really, really tough <laughs> Sweet 16 matchup. Um, but I'm also starting, I've fallen off a little bit on UConn. I don't think that their uh, wing players have been playing great recently. Pretty sure, what's his name? I, what's the like main score for UConn outside of Sonoga? Oh, my God. Um, Jordan Hawkins, is that the right? Am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah you got it. I think you got it. Yeah, Jordan Hawkins, uh, yeah, he scores 15.9 points per game for them. Um, but I'm pretty sure he had a really bad uh, conference tournament for them. If I'm, let me see if I can pull that up quickly. Um, yeah, he scored five points in the game against Marquette. So that's not going to work. He was two for 11. That's not going to work against this Kansas team. Um, and I think, uh, obviously Kansas is going to have trouble dealing with Sonogo. Kansas doesn't have like a really, they kind of did the same thing last year where they didn't have like a pure big man. Uh, they kind of just had like a, a four that could guard a big for them, but I'm still, still going Kansas here. Yeah. I think this is a really, really hard matchup to pick for me. Uh, I've been pretty high, at, uh, UConn all year, even though they have definitely, they have had some serious ups and downs this season where they like look pretty darn questionable. Um, and I don't think like, I mean, Kansas like made the, the big 12 championship game, even if they did end up getting kind of blown out in the end, like that's still a, a really high quality team. Uh, I kind of don't think either of these teams are strong enough defensively to stop each other. Like I know Kansas is considered even the first team, uh, but I think both these teams have just so much talented ball handling and shooting and like, UConn has some size. It's a, this is a really tough matchup for me to pick. I end up going UConn, but I I just uh, I do not feel one hundred percent great about that. Yeah, no, I see I see the way that UConn could with this, but yeah, Jalen Wilson's going to get his points. Like he's one of those guys that like he might not be the most efficient, but he'll score a lot. Um, but yeah, Kansas is going to really need Grady Dick to uh, be the secondary score for him. He kind of cooled off in the big 12 tournament. And so, yeah, same with Jordan Hawkins for UConn. They're going to have to show up and I just have a little more faith in Kansas to have that consistent scoring. But moving down, yeah. Gonzaga, UCLA. Boy, that is a fun matchup. That's a rematch of that uh, final four game. I think that was what, two years ago. Yeah. 2021 hey. where Jalen Suggs hit, hit the like half court shot to, like end UCLA's dream run um and they, I mean they still have some of the guys from that team Drew Timmy's still around uh UCLA still has Hawkins and Tiger Campbell so it's kind of exciting to see the matchup this would be a great matchup a lot of the analysts are picking Gonzaga to go here because I know UCLA lost our guy but I don't know I just don't think this Gonzaga team's as strong I feel it's just another one two uh, elite eight that I'm picking <laughs> I guess so. Um, yeah, but I, I do agree with you on that. I think this game, I Jalen Carter is huge. I think that makes it a really, really hard game to pick. If he was playing, I'd be pretty good in UCLA. Um, 
and then Gonzaga, as I mentioned earlier, they they protect the ball well. That's a, that's a part of UCLA's defense, like a pretty solid part of it. But even then, I just I agree with you. I just don't have a huge amount of faith in this Gonzaga team. Uh, I don't have a huge amount of faith in Drew Timmy, like in the highest highest level games. Um, but you know, this is I that could be proven completely wrong. This Gonzaga team has a very real shot of making the Elite Eight. Yeah. All right. Um, and then finishing off here in the West. Uh... I like the same thing you said. UCLA is a really good team, but the Jalen Clark is just it's, – it's eventually going to hold them back, and I think Kansas is where uh, they won't be able to handle them. So you have UCLA, UConn. Who do you got there? I got I got UConn in this matchup. I just don't love UCLA's size. I think the Snogo was going to like have – I think that's a pretty good matchup for Snogo. Uh, yeah, overall, and I'm just not 100% sold that like UCLA like – UCLA, I think, can do a solid job on the guards, but – not 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 enough that like I think the big man advantage is enough, and then Jalen the Jalen Clark injury really. This is another match where I'd probably pick UCLA if it weren't for the injury. Do you worry that like UConn's like guard play in a tight game where like the press is happening and it turns into a foul game? Like Sonogo's not going to be a factor in that kind of part of a game. Do you do you, do you worry about that with UConn's team? Yeah, because I'm not 100% confident in their ability to handle the ball uh, and get it to Snogo in that situation. I agree with that completely. Uh, so UCLA, unlike the Gonzaga matchup, they may have a better chance of forcing the turnovers, really getting in, getting into the guards. Uh, but regardless, it's just I think a, 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 like a big part of that too. Like get, like they what they, UCLA probably has they have the number one defense, and I think Jalen Clark was a huge part of that. So I just don't 100% know if I do believe that they're going to be really have that same level of like ability as they have shown throughout the season. I think I really, I'm worried that Jalen Clark was too important to like their defense being that high level. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, but also like that UCLA Arizona game at the end of Saturday night for the PAC 12 final uh, was another low scoring affair. Um, so I think usually shown that their defense can still play, um, but obviously I don't, I have them losing here in the elite eight as well. So yeah, I think UCLA is a solid team to make the Elite Eight. It's just hard to get in the Final Four without Clark. I agree with you on that. All right, moving on to the East. So I have a, a little bit more going on here in the East. Um, I'm still not – so I still could have Oral Roberts up here playing against Memphis. Um, but currently, <laughs> I have Duke-Memphis. Uh, I just – I think Duke would – Make it really tough on Memphis to score. Um, Duke's big guys are just really solid. And I think this Duke, even if I had Purdue here, I think Duke really matches up well. They have probably the most guys in the, of anyone to throw at Evie. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, I'd be confident in Duke winning that match as well. So I'm picking Duke here. Yeah, no, I think that's really fair. I had a lot of trouble with it. I going Purdue, but I think that they have the, they have the size, they have the ability to defend. Uh, I just also think Purdue – may not get exposed as badly on defense by Duke. I don't know if Duke necessarily has that ability either, so it could end up kind of weirdly being a more of a defensive game, which you – I mean, Purdue, I think – yeah, yeah, which would be weird for this Purdue team at this point. Like, they're – yeah, but I, I could see a defensive game here, and I still just kind of like Purdue because I'm not in love with this Duke team. Uh, I really wish Purdue had a tougher bracket because I would have loved to pick them getting upset before the Elite Eight. Yeah, no, I, I kind of forced myself into Memphis just because I hate Purdue so much. I just they just yeah. seem like they just seem so fraudulent. Like obviously, like no. 
They just play the stupidest form of basketball. They just give it to a big man, and he just goes over his left shoulder and tosses it. It's just ugh. I just think he would be better at, like, I know the big man thing is, like, a little bit, but he's just, like, a whole different, like, kind of isolation big man where I don't know if he'll be as um bad at the end of, like, big games. Because they've been good in big close games this season. Like, it's not like that's been, a, like, a poor point for them, so. Yeah. No, yeah, I just, I, I worry about their guards, like, because. Yeah. Duke has definitely also like Roach is a good guard defender. So if they can kind of put some pressure on them towards the end of the game, make it tough to get the ball into UD, um, and then they'll have a chance. But yeah, I agree. I don't know. It just can't. How do you be a Purdue fan and get like, like, you can't brag about it because it's just such a stupid cheat code. Like, well, we got another year coming. So be yeah. ready. Yeah. Well, all right. Moving down to Kansas State, Marquette. This is. A really good matchup because I could see and I'd probably pick either whoever had winning this winning the uh this region of the bracket. Uh Marquette has just been so good offensively with Kolik. Um and Kansas State also it's just some really good point guard play here. Like two guys two of the guys that if you had to like say like like if you need a ball handler, if you need someone to like break a press like and like create a play like down the stretch like out of a timeout. Kolick uh, and Noel are definitely two, like, on, they're on the short list. Out of the top five, like, they're up there, probably throwing, like, Penn State's guard. Um, so, it's definitely going to be interesting. Because, uh, I, I don't know, I just feel like Marquette's been overperforming all season. But they've definitely been proving a lot more recently than Kansas State. So, I'm picking Marquette here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um I definitely I think this is an incredibly difficult matchup. I, I ended up going Kansas State just because I agree with you. I think I agree completely with your point that this is has some really high end guard play, some really high end like offensive play, like in terms of like I know Kansas have the highest ranked offense by the like the metrics, but they have like the multiple talented offensive players that you want in March Madness. Um, and then I think they'll just be able to defend Marquette guards better than. Marquette will be able to hit like I think they'll do have a better job defending their guards than Marquette will be able to do with their guards. Um, but good, yeah, this is this is a tough one, and I agree also that whoever makes it through this is making my final four. Yeah, yeah. So, so Marquette Duke, um, I think Marquette would have trouble with Purdue. Definitely, I think Kansas State also could have trouble with Purdue. I think Purdue's main. Uh, concerns are definitely at the top with like Duke having the big guys to defend ED and Oral Roberts if they make it that far could also have some like have their seven footer guarding ED. Um so I think but I think I don't have enough confidence. I can't pick Duke to the final four so I'm going Marquette here. So this is my you know, like that. Yep, I, I agree with that. Like I agree the winner is gonna make it through. I think whatever guard does get the chance to go at Purdue or in this case Duke for you. Uh, is gonna have a field day, so I, I I'm not that I'm not that worried. I I like whatever two three, you know, comes comes out of the side definitely. Yep. All right. So I'll go with my final four, and then we can go yours. Uh, I think that I think it's another it's another thing. I think Alabama side of the bracket is just so much easier. Like I love like the West is so difficult. And then the Midwest also has a lot of teams that I've like liked all season, like Texas, Miami, Indiana. So I can't really see anyone in this the left side of the bracket knocking up Alabama. So I have Alabama here in the final. 
And then Houston, Kansas is a great matchup. Um, and I just really don't know which way to go here. Uh, but I got to go with my gut. And I've been saying Kansas all year, so I'm going Kansas. Kansas has beat those top teams all season. Uh, and I, I think that they will be able to beat Houston. Obviously, the Final Four is in Houston, so a little bit of advantage Houston there. But um, I don't know. I think Bill Self's one of the best coaches still coaching uh, with all the coaching coaches retiring. Uh, and it's been 10 years since a team in the that had the number one overall seed has won a tournament. It's been an unlucky spot, and that's why I have Kansas winning it. I'm still going Kansas here. Yeah, I just – don't like the bottom two seeds competitiveness. So I, I think the top are more likely to send their one seed, like make get their one seed here. So like, that's kind of what sells Alabama for me. Let's have you uh, share your screen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, like, I definitely agree that these are, well, I don't, I think Alabama, I, I really like Alabama. I like, I agree with that. I really like Alabama, whoever comes out of the bottom region. Uh, for me, it was Kansas state. Uh, I like Kansas State well enough, but I just don't think they're at that necessarily championship contending level. Um, so I would Alabama. I feel pretty comfortable about Alabama there. Um, and then I have UConn come out of the region, but I think that just goes to show there's like five, four, at least four teams. I'd not be surprised to see in the final four out of this region. Yeah, uh, TCU maybe isn't a 15, but I, that's a little bit more questionable. Um, because like be just being a six seed makes that really hard, but like that just it's such that's such a tough region. So I I ended up going Houston because I'm pretty but outside the Texas matchup. I'm not really worried about Houston that much. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That is the, my one concern about the Kansas pick is that Houston is like them making the championship game. They were going to have to go through a lot less than Kansas would to make it. Yeah, no, exactly. So that that I I like especially for my later rounds, like I think that starts mattering more and more to me. Because uh, it's so hard to actually predict a specific matchup at this point. Um, although I do, so I that because of that though I do because I like the path for Alabama and Houston. I do kind of like this a decent amount as my championship game. Uh, both the brackets I made today have had this as my championship game. Like without like, like like the like my more impulsive one and the one I thought out a little bit more. Yeah, good color uh, matchup. Yeah, so like this is like <laughs> this. this is the, <laughs> that's a good point too. And then you know. Like the I like the one tournament site I didn't know was I know the Houston site. Like I know the championship game was in Houston. So at the end of the day, I'm going to Houston as my championship team. Wow. Okay. I I both the times I predicted a one point game though. So I like I don't uh I, I it really is like it's a it is a tough one. Um Yeah, I just it, I, I love Alabama and I love their path, but like I just you, I close my eyes. I just don't see them with confetti falling. I just I don't think that they're. I don't know if they can do it. Like they just, they just seem like it's. They're led by obviously like a star freshman, and I just don't. I don't know if I can see it done. Like the seniors on one team, I feel like has to get it done. Houston's a great pick because Sasser and and Shed are experienced. Yeah, and then Alabama's been huge on like they're just big wing defense and like stopping teams from getting to the rim. They have a lot of forward size guys. Uh, and I, but Houston doesn't care. They'll shoot. They'll shoot their threes. They'll like focus on their guard play, shoot around, or get into the mid range. Um, they have like a really complicated offense that they seem to have run pretty well. Uh, at least for a call, like the complicated for a college team, at least. Um, I just, I, I and then it's but it is this is a this is a tough this is a tough pick for me. Like I can see there's teams win a championship. 
Um, and then, who, like, if Kansas or, like, whoever comes out of the Midwest region, uh, the Midwest region, am I going crazy? The West region. The West region yeah. Like, if they chip, I would not be shocked at all. It's just that, I like, you can't tell me to pick who's yeah, going to come out of the West region. You're trying to, like, protect your bracket as much as you can. I, I understand not. That's my concern about Kansas, because Kansas could be out in the Sweet 16 against UConn, like you have them, so. Yeah. And then uh, the East is screwed. The East, like, I, if the if a team for the East wins the championship, I'd be genuinely shocked. Yeah, no, yeah. The, yeah, the, I just, I don't even know. I, 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 it just doesn't seem likely, but, I mean, who knows? I just, no, don't, it, I don't think eating basketball is championship basketball. No, I agree with that. I think that I think eventually the issue is I just don't think there's a team that's going to exploit him super early, but there will be. They're going to hit a point with a team that can exploit him, um, and I just yeah. At that point, I just I'm kind of out on him. Yeah, because Purdue obviously like if like like if you run fast pace against Purdue, like Zach Eady defensively can just be completely taken out of the game. Like Purdue versus Alabama, I think Alabama just shellacks him. I was surprised. I would assume that. Purdue would have like a very strong rim defense team, and they haven't been this year. Um, the thing is, a lot of if you watch like conference tournaments, like people are even just scared to even like do a competitive shot on you. Like they they'll cut in and then they'll like kick it out to a worse like three point shot because there's just a seven foot three guy standing there. So yeah, we'll see how it goes for them. I'm not. I, I yeah, they just. I mean, it's like they'll send a team to the final four, so it, like counting the East out is insane because they will have a team who's two games away winning it no matter what uh but they will be probably my least favorite team of that group like in the final four like I, I most likely yeah yeah and when i make a bunch of brackets i'm probably gonna make maybe one with an east team winning at all i just don't see it yep. all right there we go we got score prediction as well 69 to 68 houston that's calvin's pick and i have uh, 68 to 56 kansas that's probably a ridiculous Ooh. That's a ridiculous score. I'm changing that to 77 to 73. A lot different because Alabama is going to score a lot because they just play fast. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a 12 point blow. I mean, it's definitely possible, but that would be that would be that's quite that would be a, that's a bold prediction. All right. Well, there you got a bracket, and we just fill them out, and uh, I'm just excited. There, so we get the first game Tuesday night. Obviously, it starts with 16 battle. Not too exciting, but. The 11 seeds could be fun. I'm kind of curious to see the uh, Pitt-Mississippi State game because I do think uh, I'm not confident in Iowa State. Um, so curious to see like that game, maybe see if I feel good about it. I think Mississippi State's the team I would feel good. I think Pitt's just kind of long gone. Their season's falling apart. But, yeah. I, yeah, no, I, I kind of agree with that. We'll see. I'm not – I clearly haven't – I didn't give the ACC a ton of credit in the tournament, so, so maybe that could, that could come back to bite me, though. We'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah, the ACC always some, somehow finds a way. Like, I feel like they had a bad season last year, and then they had a battle of the ACC teams in the Final Four. So, you never yeah, know. that's yeah, this seems like a whole other level, though. They seem like even last year, like, I wasn't like, I don't think people were like talking about how bad the ACC was all season. Like, yeah, I mean, and they had like the two seed, they had a Palo Bencara at least. The highest they have is Virginia out of four. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. They definitely have some teams that can win, though. Not like just like Miami, like to go on a little bit of run. They have the offensive talent. Um, that's it. That, but I mean, I Duke obviously, we, but we but we both had picked Duke to win some games, so that's obvious. Yep. Yeah. So this is definitely not a finalized bracket for me. I don't like how many one-two matchups I have in the finals, and 
I might switch it out. I might put Miami over Houston because you got to do something crazy. Uh, maybe Creighton or Baylor over Arizona. But, yeah, I don't know. Still time to do it, and I'm excited for the Thursday games. And, uh, yeah, next week we'll probably have a podcast just discussing the uh, amazing events of the first weekend. Yep. See, 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 our, see how in shambles our brackets are. Yeah, no, well, I mean, yeah, it, this this could easily fall apart really quickly. Like, we could get the whole, like, Virginia, San Diego State part wrong. I don't know. Yeah, it could it could go really badly. But I'm not confident in mine. I don't feel like I have – well, we just feel that. I don't feel like I have enough upsets. This is definitely going to be changed a lot. I might go – I have Duke in the Elite Eight. I might just make them lose first round. Definitely not finalized. But thank you for listening, and uh, tune in next time for a little reaction to uh, the first weekend. Oh, yeah.